0: All right. Welcome back to the show. Let's keep talking about mandatory vaccines in the workplace now and uh, things changing rapidly here in British Columbia. Yesterday, Dr. Bonnie Henry, the provincial health officer announcing mandatory vaccines in long-term care facilities she also talked about the possibility of private sector businesses bringing in similar rules should you be required to show proof of vaccination to get into a concert or a sporting event let's check in with leor zamfiro now he's an employment lawyer at zamfiro and tumarkin hey leor hi michael pleasure to be with you thanks a lot for taking the time big announcement here yesterday leor as you know from the provincial health officer mandatory vaccination for long-term care staff what do you think of that? I mean, does this seem to be a trend across the country now that we'll see similar rules? And do you think it's actually legal? Can employers do that, require you to be vaccinated as a condition of employment?
1: I think now with uh, Miss Bonnie Henry issuing this, this order, I think the dam will be broken. I think uh, many uh, provincial governments across the country were waiting to see who's going to take that first step to try and impose mandatory vaccines obviously that's a very politically charged issue i do think that is a sign of of things to come i think we will see uh both other uh, other provinces follow suit as well as other industries within bc uh mandated to to be vaccinated obviously with the the industry you know nursing uh, nursing homes we're dealing with vulnerable people so it would make sense that that will be the first place where vaccines get mandated And the reason why this is so important Because in the absence of a government requirement, it is still generally not acceptable for employers to unilaterally mandate vaccines. They need that that authorization, the, the protection, if you will, from the government to issue that order. So now employers in that nursing home sector certainly can go ahead and do that. But for private companies, companies that are not covered by this particular order, it is still not, uh, not appropriate to uh, require vaccines. Although I do know for a fact, Michael, that a lot of employers are saying we don't care, appropriate or not. We're doing it anyway. But that potentially yeah. does uh, create legal liability.
0: OK, what is the case law on this? Has something like this ever been challenged in court in Canada to this point?
1: So this is a fairly new issue. I mean, we've had some some uh, court decisions in the union context as relates to uh, flu vaccines in the past, but this is a brand new uh, area. This is a, a pandemic like we haven't had, and this is the type of vaccine we have not had before. But the legal principles essentially remain the same. It would be potentially a human rights violation to mandate a vaccine. It could be a breach of privacy rights to have people tell you about their personal medical information. So, because of that, I still urge caution at this point for employers to mandate vaccines until and unless government says it's okay to do so.
0: Okay, why is it uh, like a government declaration or a public health order like that? Why would that make a difference? Like, if this ends up, let's say, in front of a in front of a judge and maybe a constitutional challenge, do you think? So, you think a judge would look at a public health order and make it more likely that it would be declared legal and okay? Well,
1: you can certainly still challenge a government order, as you said, yeah. through a constitutional challenge, but you won't be able to pursue your employer if your employer can say, listen, my hands are tight, I have to do what I'm told. There would be no recourse there. So for employers, that means at that point they can do that without risking legal liability. For those interesting and challenging the government, they could. I think that would be very difficult where the government is empowered to make decisions, quote-unquote, for the greater public good. That said, that's an option, but employers will be protected themselves from facing any legal action or complaints if the government says you have to do it.
0: Okay, so you expect this to catch on in the rest of the country now, right? I mean, this made headlines across Canada yesterday, other provinces no doubt looking very closely at what BC is doing here. Do you expect other, you expect other provinces now to bring in similar rules?
1: Not, not only do I expect that to happen, I expect it to happen very, very quickly, very soon. Uh, yeah. I think within days, we will slowly but surely see other provinces following suit.
0: Okay, speaking to Leor Zamfiru, he's an employment lawyer, well-known to CKNW listeners, Zamfiru and, and to You touched briefly, leor on, on the other sort of big issue that this opens up, and that's whether private sector employers might start to bring in similar requirements for those employees. Now, let me play this here for you. Dr. Bonnie Henry weighing in on this yesterday, uh, and you'll hear her talk here about private businesses and mandatory vaccines in the workplace. Here's Dr. Bonnie Henry, and then I'll get your thoughts. These
2: are the things that businesses need to make decisions based on the risk of their business and the risk to their business. As we just talked about, in some areas, um, if you have people who are coming in who are non-immunized and who uh, spread, uh, cause an outbreak in that business, that can be very uh, severely impact- the ability of the business to function and uh, we've seen that as I mentioned in places like some of the restaurants etc in, in the central Okanagan so these are business decisions that they need to make in conjunction with their own, uh, their own label, uh, labor lawyer advisors um, but it, I do think it is a perfectly valid thing
0: okay a perfectly valid thing that's what she called it yesterday Leor. She mentioned specifically about restaurants that have had outbreaks of COVID 19. She also mentioned that employers should consult with their labor lawyer advisors. <laughs> Man, a lot to unpack there. What do you think about her comments?
1: Well, it may be uh, a prudent thing to do from a medical standpoint, but not really from a legal standpoint. In fact, I, I do consider these comments to be somewhat irresponsible because she, in, a, in a way she's telling businesses that if you decide that that's okay, you should go ahead and do it. Well, no, unless the government allows them to do that or, or protects them from liability, protects employers from liabilities. legally they still can't. And, and here's why. The B.C. government has decided the workplaces and public spaces are safe as long as certain measures are taken place. That's the government deciding that, whether it's masking or social distances, distancing, restaurants are safe, other workplaces are safe. So if the government is saying that these places are safe, i.e. vaccines are not required, then an employer can't decide on their own, well, we still think it's unsafe because the government has said otherwise. So until and unless the government says restaurants are not safe unless people are vaccinated, the restaurant owner can't make that decision on their own. And if they do, they could face liability there. So I I would encourage and warn all employers to be very, very careful when considering imposing mandatory vaccines.
0: Okay, and we're getting into some deeper waters here. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought those were some surprising comments from from uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry yesterday. I think she went a lot farther than people anticipated she would yesterday in this announcement and some of the things that she had to say. Hey, Leor, while I have you here, let me ask you about another story in the news right now, and I find this one fascinating. There are so many people uh, during this pandemic who have transitioned to working at home, and a lot of people seem to love it. Uh now we have some employers saying, "Hey, it's time to come back to the office. No more working at home. You got to get back to the to the main workplace here in the office." Look at what Google has done when they have cut the pay for some employees who continue to work at home. Leo, I'll get you to listen to this report here from Reuters News, and then I'll get your thought here, your thoughts here on Google cutting the pay for for work from home employees. Have a listen. According to a company pay calculator seen by Reuters, Google's remote employees,
2: especially those who once commuted from long distances, could experience pay cuts without changing their address. For example, an employee who works from home full-time in Stanford, Connecticut, an hour away from Google's office in New York City, would be paid 15% less if the employee worked at home. By contrast, a colleague from the same office living in New York City would see no pay cut, even if the employee, too, worked from home. Screenshots of Google's internal salary calculator showed 5% and 10% differences in the Seattle, Boston, and San Francisco areas. A Google spokesman did not specifically address the issue in Stanford, but said employees who work from home in the same city where their office is based won't get their pay cut. Google said pay will differ from city to city, state to state. Similar experiments are happening across Silicon Valley. Facebook and Twitter have cut pay for remote employees who move to less expensive areas. By contrast, smaller companies like Reddit and Zillow now pay employees the same no matter where they are based, citing advantages in hiring and retention.
0: Lear, I find this fascinating that you've got Google, one of the biggest employers out there, saying if you work from home, you might get a pay cut here. Your thoughts?
1: Well, first of all, I find it somewhat curious that employees that are using less employer resources, less electricity, less office space will get paid less. But that aside from a legal standpoint, here's how this works. If it's the employer saying you must work remotely, we're not going to have you work in the office anymore. You must do so remotely. It would be inappropriate for the employer to pay less. It would be inappropriate to take a pay cut. On the other hand, if the employer is saying, we're going to give you an option, you can come back to work, work in the office, usual pay, no problem. Or if you want to work remotely, we'll allow you to do that, but that's going to come with a pay cut. That would be fine if the employee has the option to work in the office. So imposing a pay cut, no, providing that as an option for the employee to consider is acceptable.
0: Lear, it's a fascinating area and an evolving one of uh, labor law. I'm sure it's keeping you busy. Hey, uh, what's your website there if people want to get in touch with you?
1: very simple. It's employmentlawyer.ca.
0: Lear, thanks for coming on today.
1: Always a pleasure. Thank you.